Good evening and welcome to your Thursday edition of the Holy Commutes podcast. I'm Tom Gannon and I'll be your host for these last two Thursdays. On tonight's episode, I've got Brendan Baranowski from KWL, MLW, Mid-Atlantic Wiffle. Uh, are there any other leagues that you play in? Uh, no, I think you covered all of them. All right, so how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Obviously, the NWA was a long weekend for a lot of us, so give me a quick recap of this weekend from KWL's perspective. I heard someone sold you guys a fake Airbnb. You had to play in the rain, and you know you played really well, so a lot went down. Give me a quick breakdown. Yeah, so uh, our first Airbnb got double booked. We showed up, and there were guys in our house, which was very confusing. So we found that out, worked out the situation with the owner. He had another place in uh, downtown Indy for us. Went down there. Wasn't enough beds. So how much further away from the field was that? Oh, it added like 25 minutes. We were were less than a mile away in our first place. And then we moved all the way to downtown Indy, and it made a 25-minute drive. That's rough. Yeah. But then we get into that place, not enough beds, pull-out couches broken, nobody really slept well. So we all agreed to go uh, to a hotel for the second day and try to get our money back. And that ended up working out, being a good situation. But, you know, we were all a little tired and cranky after uh, not sleeping too well on Friday night, but it turned out well. We went 4-0 and in pool play. Playing really good wiffle, some big wins over uh, Ridley, and then our first double elimination game would be MLW. And then uh, Saturday... Uh, Did you pitch that game against MLW? No, I, I pitched uh, four of the five innings versus Ridley. Oh, that uh, would have been quite the matchup, though, MLW versus a guy from MLW. Yeah, we we played them twice, too, and I, I didn't pitch in either one, but I, I didn't mind. I... I Gregory's our manager. He made the call, and they were the right ones. You know, we got we won both of them against them, so it worked out. But Saturday came around, or Sunday came around, and as you know, it was horrible weather, and we had just one half inning where it poured on us. So much rain. I mean, it was probably more than that. It was just, I mean, it was off and on, but man, the rain, the wind. Yeah. But despite that, a lot of guys still hitting the strike zone. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was, and um. We just had one half inning where we blew up, and we used four pitchers, gave up 12 runs in the half inning, and then it seemed like the rain calmed down a little enough for us to pitch, and it was too late. The damage was kind of done. So that, that was unfortunate. And then um, Griffleball, uh, they just hit really well, and I started out in that game. I think I gave up five, and then Nate came in and gave up four, and they're just a really good hitting team, and it was tough with the conditions. The wind's blowing against you as a pitcher. You feel like you have to throw it so much harder to cut through. But it was my first experience at the NWLA. I was happy with that. I thought we did well. I know some of the older guys and more experienced wanted to do better, but um, I was just happy to be there, and it was a fun time for me. Yeah, I thought it was a really fun tournament. I had a great time despite my team going 0-5. But yeah, overall, successful tournament, despite all the conditions, having some teams not there. It didn't feel like there weren't as many teams. It was kind of cool how all the fields were really close to each other. Uh, but I guess you don't really have anything to compare it to. Yeah, I don't. But I, I, I enjoyed it a ton. I've been to other tournaments. I thought it was fun. 
getting to see everyone play for their own league and I think that's a really interesting way to do it and I liked it a lot. Yes, you also play in a couple leagues, as we've already mentioned. Did you play in KWL before playing MLW, or was it MLW first? Just give me a quick kind of how you started playing and what made you want to travel to all these tournaments. So I initially started playing back in 2011. We did a a local tournament in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it was once a year, and we did that every year. And then they stopped doing it because guys stopped showing up as we got older, and we wanted to play more, so we went over to the Wiffle and the Mitten tournaments, and we played in that for a couple years. And at that, Drew talked to Drew Davis talked to me about drafting me for the upcoming draft in August of that year. And then during that winter, Paul Cook uh, put me on his uh, the Wiffle list. He put me in the bonus twenty of of two thousand twenty. And Grant Miller saw it, so he ended up DMing me. So I ended up joining both both of those leagues in the same year. So it was interesting, two completely different styles, and both that I had never played before. Damn, that makes you one of the most highly recruited wiffle ball players ever. That's pretty sweet. A lot of times yeah. it's the guy asking to play in the league, not the other way around. That's pretty cool. I remember I was listening to one of those MLW podcasts, and Drew was hyping up like, oh, I know who I'm picking with my first overall pick. He's awesome. And, you know, I guess he was right. Yeah, he's right this year. Last year was a tough one for me in MLW, but it it was a learning curve. And you aren't playing it every week, so it's tough to get used to it if you don't play it a ton. But I'm I'm coming around this year. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's tough to get a feel for, for, you know, even Jordan. He's been so successful in all these different styles of play. But even there, he's had a couple times where he struggled. Yeah, it's hard because no one really has just a zone the same size at their house. And I think Jordan talked about uh, the scuff on the ball. It's hard to get it exactly how it's going to be in a game. So even if you practice with one that you think is scuffed like the game ball, it can move differently on game day. That can be hit around in bad conditions and it can be frustrating. Yeah, I think people are always hung up on the mound distance and how you guys are pitching from closer, but they never talk about how much smaller that strike zone is. It is really small. Yeah, it's the it's the smallest strike zone I've ever played with, and it, I didn't realize it until I was there in person for my first series. I just recently started playing Electric City Wiffle, and they've got a similar really small strike zone, and I didn't even realize the guys on my team were telling me about it, but it took me really actually playing there to realize how much more difficult it is. Yeah, it is. And then controlling the speed, too, that just adds to it because it doesn't move the same as when you throw it fully hard, as hard as you can. And it's just a learning curve. Yes. The next question I got, it seems like you're the first MLW player that's a real wiffle addict. I mean, I know Kyle, he played in WSEM and there's some other guys in the league that also play KWL, I think. Uh, but you took multiple trips to Mid-Atlantic. and I think that definitely sets you apart. So other than obviously Jordan. Who are the top five Wiffle addicts in MLW? Or otherwise, if Grant said, hey, we're not going to play Mid-Atlantic next year, what guys from MLW would you bring? Uh, one for sure that I know is trying to get into uh, the national Wiffle scene more and play in other styles is uh, Nick Saylor. You know, he was he, we've talked about UWIFs, and he went to NWLA this past weekend. He's just a competitor. And yeah, I think he had a great weekend this weekend too, right? Yeah, he had, I think, seven homers, which is like near the top. And 
he can throw well and uh so he's he's getting into the national scene he's trying to learn everybody's name on the east coast and stuff like that which i think is awesome to see and then uh i'd love to see like drew davis and uh coming out to like uwips or something like that i'd love to see him in that style i know he's come to nwla once yeah, I know. I think though. he hit well that tournament too. Yeah, I he think was, really it was, well. they were coming from a baseball tournament, so they weren't even there every game. But then they show up, come out of the car, and hit doubles. Yeah, I know. It, I would love to see him come out to UFs or something and play in that. And I mean, there's a ton of guys in the league that can do that. And I mean, Cheatham and Jimmy, they've come out. They're they love it, and I think they love it, and they keep coming. And I would love to see them come play in Ma or something. I'm on uh, my team or another team or just coming out to more national stuff would be great i mean kyle's up there too when he gets into the game he locks in and yeah, i played with him for the all-star game in mlw and you can see he he's a competitor and he wants to win so he would be a fun one to bring too yeah i know out in vegas our plw guys it seems like every year they're more interested in playing all these other outside tournaments but you know, it's tough when you have a league that good locally to try to get people to play into other stuff because, you know, they're so into the league almost more than wiffle ball in general, which makes a lot of sense. I don't know, a lot of people like playing in their one thing. But anyway, the next big tournament coming up is the Golden Stick Wiffle League Championship in New York, August 26th to 28th. You think there might be a KWL or MLW team at that tournament or are most of the guys mainly interested in traveling for fast pitch tournaments? I think uh, most guys are more interested in the fast pitch tournaments. I've never uh, done specifically medium pitch. MLW is the closest, and I'd say that's still decently hard throwing from the distance that they're at. But I, I, I looked into Golden Stick a lot when I was younger, and they were way more East Coast, so I couldn't really get into it. But I, I would be interested in doing that down the line probably. Not this year, but, you know, at some point, I'd love to try it out. Yeah, and the good thing about medium pitch is that you can kind of wait till your arm's hanging and you can't throw hard anymore to play it, and then it's perfect because it's as hard as you'd even want to throw. On a golden stick, it's kind of in the 55, 60-mile-an-hour range, uh, but it's a blast. It's it's pretty much imagine you whiff or mid-Atlantic, except the ball's getting put in play a lot. You get to field more, um, but it's still pretty tough to hit. Yeah, that's funny that you say that. Grant and I, we've talked about that. Once our once our arms are gone, we're gonna go play uh, medium pitch. <laughs> so maybe maybe in a few years you'll see us out there doing that. Yeah, hopefully it's not for a long time. Yeah, I hope so. All right, so back to fast pitch. Give me a quick recap of the Great Lakes Legion season thus far through four Mid Atlantic Wiffle tournaments. I know we played against you guys in the semifinals at that last one. Yeah, it's. It's been getting progressively better, I I would say, by each tournament. You know, it's my first Maw experience, and we're playing with a couple East Coast guys. We're getting to know their strengths and everything now, and you can see we've been doing better every tournament, and, you know, we made it to the semifinals, and that's when we really realized, like, we could really use another arm. And Ho- Mike Hogan was supposed to be with us on the team, but he's having some arm issues, so he wasn't coming with us to most of the tournaments he came to maryland but that of course that's the tournament we've played the least amount of games in so but it it's been it's been good you know we're getting better um 
Pittsburgh was a huge step, you know, making the semis. And obviously we ended up losing to you guys, but that was big for us. That That's the first time the Legions made the semis. And, you know, we kind of just need that one other arm. And even going back to a couple tournaments ago in York, we were one run away from making it to elimination. And that would have been huge just for our point standings because I think we're sitting in like seventh right now. But we just had a tough loss to the risers on a, a weird play, and it's kind of holding us back and kind of, you know, just upset about it. But yeah, and the better impact the points are also so tight. I feel like there's so many teams in that, you know, five, six, seven, even through ten or twelve. Yeah, I think I think like there's four teams separated by five to seven points right now. It's very tight, and it's pretty much anybody's race right now in the middle of the pack yeah all it takes is one big tournament yeah yeah that that's what we were hoping uh pittsburgh was going to be for us and it was you know we made it to the semis but we wanted more obviously and just came up short yeah all right well anyway it's clear that you're definitely willing to travel and have interest in playing in all sorts of different tournaments so what tournament or maybe league would you like to play in maybe next year or a few years from now that you've never played in before and aren't going to play in this year? Um, a couple that I always see that I like a lot is uh, one is Ridley Park. You know, I like the style they play with the fast pitch, big bat, and I, I think they run in the league too. So, I, I mean, that's what me yeah, and one my of the few base running leagues left. Is, yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun. That's what me and my brother used to do growing up all the time big bat, you know, fast pitch and running the bases. So that's just. That seems cool to me, and I like it a lot. I mean, we run bases in Kalamazoo. I like that. And then another one is uh, Orable. They got, like, 15 teams. They all got their own field. I think that's awesome. That every Yeah, that field looks awesome. That's that's almost like the true slow-pitch softball type of wiffle ball. Yeah. So you get a lot of offense. You get a lot of defensive plays, too, because they're running the bases basically every at-bat. Yeah, that, that one looks like a ton of fun to play into, and – Looks like a ton of ton of wiffle ballers in that league too. Yeah, fifteen teams. Yeah, out I think there. my biggest gripe with Orbel is that I feel like I've never seen like a two minute highlight clip of games, even though they've probably got some of the most exciting games. I mean, they're probably fielding the they got probably the best fielding plays. They got the most opportunities, right? Yeah, they they should have at least a highlight. I don't think I think I think I've maybe seen the, the number of Orbel highlights that I've seen. I could probably count on one hand. So if there's anyone from Orbel listening. I'm officially calling you out. Start start making your highlight reels. Everybody wants to see them. No, I mean, seriously, I, I think I think I'm not the only person that wishes they saw more horrible highlights. I'm sure they got some great stuff yeah. anyway. So that's pretty much all I've got for you. If you got any questions for me, anything to plug, anybody you want to shout out, anybody you want to call out, talk some trash. Now's your time. And no trash talk, but shout out to MLW, Ma, KWL awesome leagues i love playing in all of them i love the different styles it's it's fun and it's competitive and you know all the guys are great everybody in the football community is great and i love i love playing any style that i can and i look forward to the rest of the season and hopefully everything goes well 
Yeah, we're getting into that home stretch. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this Thursday evening edition of Holy Commutes. The Friday episode is also going to be an evening release, and that's going to be with Circle City and a summary of their championship weekend this past weekend at NWA. So look forward to that tomorrow night, and see you.